The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. He's blessing me every time I turn around. He's blessing me. For the blessings of the Lord maketh us rich, and he add no sorrow to it. And the Lord we serve is a good God who loadeth us daily with his blessings and benefits. Today we're blessed. We're blessed to be numbered among the blessed. And we give all the praise and all the glory to Almighty God in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to Agape Word Fellowship, the home of word power. It is our joy to be with you, and we are honored that you're with us. Thank you for tuning in to this worship service. You know, beloved, the word of God is what this is all about. God has given us his word, and we must exalt the word of God. In doing so, we're exalting God because God and his word are one. This is why I say this is my Bible. This is God's unadulterated and revealed word to me. I am what it says I am. And I can have what it says I can have. And I can do all that it says I can do. For the word of God is powerful. It's living incorruptible, indestructible, infallible. And this word works mightily in us. Thank God we have ears to hear, hearts to receive, and a mind that's willing and ready to understand God's revelation to us. And we look unto you now, Father. We look unto you and say, Father, feed us, feed us, as we feast on your word by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning, I'll be coming to you from the Sermon on the Mount as recorded in Matthew, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. I don't know about you, beloved, but... Some days I get weary dealing with this pandemic. And I just get frustrated, particularly when I hear the news, or I'm watching a news program, and I'm reminded about the lack of leadership we have in this country and the lack of a national strategy to contain this virus. I get wearied. But the Lord has to always come and remind me that in patience, I possess my soul. And the Lord is teaching me patience. And I know the Lord's teaching many of you patience through this entire ordeal. And so I want to share with you what God has given me. And uh, I don't know how many weeks I'll be on this, but I know I'll get started today. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48 says, now, Jesus is speaking to the multitude, as well as his disciples there on the mount, 
a multitude of people had gathered to hear him. And he went to a high place on this mountain, and it was really a hill, not a mountain, where he could teach these, these people. And in part of his sermon, he said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, he said, therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's right. He said that. Jesus taught that you and I should be perfect. Therefore, even as the Father in heaven is perfect. So what is the Lord saying there? The Lord is saying exactly what he said. He says, we're to be perfect. But we must understand how to be perfect. And our measurement of perfection is not based on somebody, somebody else, what they do, their lifestyle. The only metric of perfection we have is God himself. And so for many, this is a tall order. But I want to try to break it down for you so you can see that this is doable. This is within each of our reach. When the Lord says, be ye perfect, therefore, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And today I want to begin talking to you about the path of perfection. The path of perfection. You know, I've never been to India. But I have read that sacred cows are worshipped in India. You know, many people in India, they're starving, but they will not eat the cow. But they worship that cow. You know, some people like that when it comes to the word of God. We worship the Bible. But we're not going to really believe in this Bible. We're not going to act on this Bible. But we worship the Bible. And Then when the trials and tribulations, when the troubles and the problems come along, Far too many have made these trials and tribulations a sacred cow. How do you do that? When you're going through something, you make it a sacred cow if you believe erroneously that these problems somehow will perfect you. It's not the problem that perfect you. But yet we know that Jesus wants us all to be perfect even as his Father in heaven is perfect. So what is perfection? What is perfection? When Jesus said, be ye therefore perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect, Jesus was saying, be ye complete. He is speaking about, he is teaching about completeness. So what is this perfection? To be perfect is to be like God. To be perfect, let me say it again, is to be like God. And the only way you can be like God is to have a spirit. For God is a spirit. So perfection is to be complete. It is to be fully developed. Now all of us, or most of us, are fully formed. But we're not all fully developed just yet. This is why we got to get on, we gotta get on the path we got to get on the path of perfection. It's not enough to be fully formed. Now, the same way you are formed naturally, if you look at it in a parallel way, God is, he is forming us, 
talking about your spiritual formation now. Your spiritual formation is that you have God's spirit. When you believe on Jesus Christ, you receive God's spirit. Then as you continue to grow in the Lord, then he baptized you perhaps in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. This is a spiritual formation. The same way we had a natural formation. And we see in Genesis how God formed us naturally. He created Adam out of the dust of the ground, breathed into Adam the breath of life, and Adam became a living soul. So Adam was made, created in the image and after the likeness of God, physically, naturally. But spiritually, we are formed in the same image and likeness of God, spiritually speaking. Now, perfection is to be fully developed, not just fully formed. So yes, it's a blessing to be able to say, I thank God for saving me. I thank God for filling me with the precious Holy Ghost. I thank God for giving me a gift or the gifts of the Spirit. All of that points to your spiritual formation. But are you fully developed yet? And if you're not fully developed yet, we need to get on the road of perfection. If I can give you an illustration of this, I want you to get what I'm saying. Not just what's taught, but I need you to understand that some things have to be caught. So I want to give you this illustration. Now, I like apples. I do like apples. But if we understand the apple, the apple hanging on a tree is fully formed in August and September, but it's not fully ripened until October. And even though you are fully formed, it doesn't mean that you are fully developed. This is why Jesus could teach us and say, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now this perfection is not sinless perfection, not so beloved. As long as you're here on planet earth, you're going to retain the old nature. Every one of us have a dual nature. We have a reborn nature, a righteous nature, a spiritual nature, but we also have the old man to deal with, that old nature. And so nobody has sinless perfection but God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So don't ever think when the word perfection is mentioned, that somehow God is talking about sinless perfection. Not so. Our perfection is being in the image and the likeness of God, spiritually speaking, and God is a spirit. Now, what I want you to understand, beloved, is that perfection is the offspring of patience. This is what the Lord has been dealing with me the last couple weeks about. Perfection. If I'm ever going to be fully developed, if I'm ever going to be fully completed, then I have to understand that perfection is the offspring of patience. And patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit, preceded by love, joy, come on, huh? Peace long-suffering, 
And that's what patience is. Patience is long-suffering. It is the ability to suffer long. It is the ability to endure. So we don't get on the road to perfection by going around patience. We have to understand that patience, that perfection is the offspring of patience. Galatians 5.22 tells us this, that the fruit of the Spirit this is what it means to be perfect. For your spirit to line up with God's spirit. For your spirit to have the same attributes as God's spirit. The fruit of the spirit, Paul told the Galatians, the fruit of the spirit is love. It is joy and peace. It is long-suffering. In other words, it's patience. It is gentleness, goodness, it's faith, it's meekness and temperance. Against such, there is no law. There is no prohibition against that. So when you get on the road to perfection, nothing and no one can turn you around because there is no law against being on the road of perfection. Glory to God. So the path of perfection, according to James now, and I really want to focus in mostly today about uh, James' understanding about how you get on the road to perfection. Now, according to James, the path to perfection I should say the path of perfection, it begins with joy. Have you lost your joy during this pandemic? Have you lost your joy because your, your life, your lifestyle has been turned upside down? Have you lost your joy? It's time for us to find our joy. Because if you're going to get on the road of perfection and be perfect, even as Jesus taught us to be perfect, then James says, the path of perfection begins with joy. James chapter 1. James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. There it is. Let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect entire, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. James says, count it all joy. Consider it joy. When you fall into a test, a trial, a problem, James says, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Don't lose your joy, whatever you do. You're on the path to perfection. Don't let nobody and no one steal your joy. You're on the path of perfection. So James says, count it all joy. Now, James didn't say count it all joy, and I mentioned this to you some weeks ago. He didn't say count it all joy when you with open eyes, when you walk into temptation, when you just jump into a problem that you otherwise could have avoided. He didn't say count that joy. After all, didn't Jesus teach us to avoid these things? He certainly did. In this same Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus taught his disciples the disciples' prayer, in chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 13, he taught us to pray and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So you don't just walk into a test, a temptation. You don't just yield to that temptation. You avoid it at all costs. And you believe God that he'll deliver you from the evil one. Glory to God. Glory to God. But you know what, beloved, when you fall, and that's what James says, count it all joy when you fall. 
When you fall, don't get upset. Don't lose the victory. This is part of being on the path of perfection. This is part of the process to get you from being fully formed to being fully developed. So whatever you do, don't lose your joy. You just got to know that the pressures of life, whatever those pressures may and we all deal with pressure. And sometimes pressure comes in and it squeezes us from every side. But just know when you're dealing with the pressures of life, just know that God has used these pressures to produce patience in us. And why do we need the patience? Because the patience puts us on the path of perfection. Glory to God. In fact, we got to learn to praise God and worship God when we're under the different pressures, when we feel like we're being squeezed, we feel like we're being choked. We got to learn to get that praise out. We got to learn to glory in that. Huh? Why do we glory in tribulations? You know, Paul told the Roman Christians in Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Paul says, but we glory in tribulations also. That's right. But we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation works patience. Did you hear that, beloved? Tribulation puts you on the road to patience. And patience puts you on the road, the path of perfection. I can recall years ago, young man got in my prayer line. And he says, Pastor, I, I need you to pray that the Lord give me patience. So I laid hands on him. And I began to say, Lord, give him tests, trials, and tribulations. And the young man, based on the countenance of his face, he lost the victory. He didn't want that. But that's what it takes if you're going to get on the path of perfection. So Paul said to the Romans, Romans 5, 3, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. That's what the pressures of life do to us. It squeezes us. It squeezes the best out of us. So the tribulation works patience, and patience works experience. It produces experience and that it's that experience that gives us hope. And guess what, beloved? Paul says, and hope maketh us not ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I won't be disappointed. I will not be defeated because of the pressures of life. Not going to be disappointed, Paul says. You're not going to be defeated. Hope maketh not ashamed. Why? For the love of God. Is shed abroad in the hearts. In other words, the love of God is poured out of our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given to us. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for Holy Ghost power. Glory to God. That's being on the path of perfection. And you know that tribulation. God's going to use it to teach me patience. And in teaching me patience, I'm going to have Christian experience. It's going to be on my Christian character. And through that experience, oh, bless God, I have hope. I have hope, and this hope does not make me ashamed because I have the Holy Spirit in my heart, that Holy Spirit that's shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. What is, the Lord, what is God saying? 
when you're under pressure, when you're going through something, that's the time to allow the Holy Ghost to pour out of you. That's the time to pray in the Spirit. That's the time to worship in the Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost be poured out in your heart. And God has given us that Holy Spirit. That's what Paul says. He said it has been given unto us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now going back to James. James didn't say that the trying of your faith makes you perfect. No. The trying of your faith worketh patience. But the trying of your faith in and of itself does not make you perfect. Hmm? So you might as well forget making your little test, your trial, your tribulation a sacred cow. You might as well forget that. It's interesting to me how many people, they hold on to what they're going through. They're always going through something, but they never get through. Come on, you got to get through. You got to get on the path to perfection and get this thing behind you. Huh? Some people just feel better when they know that they have a problem and they can share with others. I got this problem. The problem is you got the same problem all the time. You're going through, but when are you going to get through? When are you going to get to the other side? So it isn't. It, it isn't, according to James. He didn't say the trying of your faith makes you perfect. You see, beloved, you can come. Not, now, it is true. You can come out of a trial perfect, not because of the trial itself, but because you allow patience to have her perfect work. I know that's what God is saying. We must be patient. We must be patient. At some point on this path, God's going to stretch forth his hand. And this pandemic must be stayed. God's going to stretch forth his hand when his people, the nations, the leaders of this world, when his people who call by his name, humble themselves and pray, seek his face, turn from their wicked ways, then God promised. He said, I'll, I'll forgive your sins and I'll heal your land. And I'm telling you, we got to be patient. And we will live to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We will live to see the goodness of God right here, right now in our land. Because God has promised. Glory to God. God has promised. And, and so the Lord has to remind me of that from time to time. Because it's easy to get distracted when you're on this path. It's easy to get distracted. In fact, I've stopped watching news after 7 p.m. I don't want to watch it. I should be up till about 11 o'clock digesting that stuff. Then can hardly sleep because I'm thinking about this stuff. But the Lord has said, put it in my hands and be patient. Turn it over to Jesus and be patient and stay on the path. Don't look to the right hand or the left hand. Just stay on the path and keep moving forward. Glory to God. See, it's the trine of your faith that calls for patience. So when your faith is tried, that is God's way of calling you to patience to get on the road to perfection. Glory to God. Now, James clearly said that perfection, not perfection, but patience. Patience works, produces a perfect work. Now, why is the work perfect? Now, remember the word patience really means, not the word patience, but the word perfection. Perfection. It means completedness, fully developed. And so James says, patience produces 
a perfect work. In fact, in James, James said it makes you perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Can you imagine being at that place where you're so completed, you don't want nothing. You're not lacking of nothing in your life. All that's left is giving God the praise and the glory. Glory to God. So patience produces a perfect work. So patience is enduring uh, an affliction, a problem. And you're enduring it without anger or complaint. You don't have that bottom lip stuck out. And you're just upset with God and everybody. But patience is being able to endure your affliction. It's not waiting for something to happen, but it's enduring what is happening. That's what Paul called it, long-suffering. Long-suffering. Lord, I'm willing to suffer long in this situation. I'm willing to endure this situation because I know I'm on the right path. I'm on the path of perfection. Remember Jesus said, in John chapter, not John, but Matthew chapter 22. Now, nah, chapter 10, verse 22. Yeah, Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. Jesus said, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. What are you saying, Jesus? Jesus is saying you got to hold on. You can't give up. You can't give out. You got to hold on. You got to endure this thing. Because if you hold on to the end, you shall be saved. What do you mean you shall be saved? I'm already saved. That word in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, is the word sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo. And the word sozo means to be saved. It means to be healed. It means to be delivered. It means to be preserved. It means to be made whole. And Jesus says, if you endure to the end, you shall be made whole. You shall be fully developed. On the path of perfection. Now in closing, in closing, I want to remind you how patience work. I want to remind you that patience comes to undergird our faith when all hell breaks loose. Some of you have been there. If you haven't been there, keep living, you'll get there. And some might even say, well, I, I, you know, you keep talking about when you fall into death. I haven't fallen into anything. Well, keep living. We're all going to fall into something or another because that's the only way we're going to get on the path of perfection. And God wants us to be perfected, completed, fully developed. That's the only way. We got to allow patience to have a perfect work. That we may be perfect and entire, one and nothing. But patience comes in to undergird our faith, especially when all hell breaks loose. You feel like your back is up against the wall. That's the time you need that patience because patience reinforces our faith like a pier, if you will, like a pier reinforces a bridge. Now, some of you probably drove over a bridge to get here, but the reason that bridge didn't cave in and didn't give out on you because it was upheld as reinforced by a peer. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.